Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A judge is removed from the bench after he throws out a sexual assault conviction and kicks a prosecutor out of his courtroom. It is a wild story with a wild development. We bring on retired judge Elizabeth Schur to get her take, and we sit down with the assault victim to hear what she thinks about her attacker's conviction being tossed and now the judge being removed. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. There are times when we question judges' decisions, we disagree with judges' decisions, but what if I told you that a judge was actually removed from the bench for allowing a man originally convicted of sexual assault to go free? I'm going to explain this. So let's go to Chicago, Illinois, and this is where the Illinois Courts Commission removed Adams County Judge Robert Adrian after a three-day hearing. Commission writing that Adrian, quote, abused his position of power to indulge his own sense of justice while circumventing the law did this when he threw out Drew Clinton's conviction for sexual assault of a 16-year-old girl. In fact, instead of sentencing Mr. Clinton to the mandatory four-year prison term, Adrian threw out Clinton's conviction, saying sending him to prison would not be, quote, just, and that the 148 days he had already spent in jail was punishment enough. By the way, it was Adrian who originally found Clinton guilty. This was a bench trial in front of him, so he seems to have had this change of opinion. It's our understanding that he found Clinton originally not guilty of two other charges as well. So the victim in this case, who has come forward publicly as Cameron Vaughn, said that after throwing out the conviction, Adrian said, quote, this is what happens whenever parents allow teenagers to drink alcohol to swim in pools with their undergarments on. Now, putting this incident to the side, the commission cited another event as well in their decision. They say that Adrian kicked a prosecutor out of his courtroom after this prosecutor-like comment on social media that was critical of Adrian. The commission stating that in all, Adrian's conduct was prejudicial to the administration of justice and brought his judicial office into disrepute. The commission found that Adrian violated the Code of Judicial Conduct rules regarding judges upholding the integrity and independence of the judiciary, avoiding impropriety, and being partial. Adrian told the Chicago Tribune that the commission's decision to remove him from the bench is, quote, totally a miscarriage of justice. I did what was right. I've always told the truth about it. Let me bring on right now retired judge Elizabeth Scherer, who practices at Conrad and Scherer Law Firm. Judge, great to see you. Uh, what are your initial impressions of this decision by the commission? I, I'm, I'm a little shocked, not at the decision, but at the whole situation. It's unbelievable. I think that the commission's decision was spot on. I think that this this happens probably too much and, and people usually don't complain about it. In other words, prosecutors, victims, defense attorneys probably let things slide because this is the judge. We're going to have to appear in front of this judge in future proceedings. But I think that from what I've read and, and the factual complaint, uh, I think that this was warranted. I think that this judge was way off base in, in his decision to essentially reverse himself. 
let's talk about that because I, I was very excited to talk to you about this. We hadn't talked before. I didn't know what your opinion would be about it. I, I actually thought that you might say, you know, look, you, it's it's dangerous to second guess a judge's decision here. Um, you know, the judge looked at the evidence. Uh, it would be in his rights to reverse a conviction, especially if he came forward with the original finding of guilt. I think the judge made some questionable comments or allegedly made some questionable comments. But from the other side, do you have any concern that a judge's decision here is being not only being second guessed, but he's essentially being fired for it? I mean, this is judging 101, okay? Right. You can't rent. Imagine if a jury had done this. If this case was in front of a jury, which in my opinion, it should have been. A jury can't come back three months later and say, we found this guy guilty. We want to change our mind. No. Once that decision is announced in open court, that's the decision. So if he had any question in his mind initially, he should have said, I need to think about this. I need to defer ruling. You know, I want to take the matter under advisement. But he found this guy guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And once that sentence is pronounced, a judge doesn't sit in a uh, 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 an appellate capacity of himself. And you can't reverse a decision. Jeopardy has attached. It's done. You cannot reverse yourself. This was completely inappropriate. And, and, it, and it goes against, just like I said, basics, judging 101. Let's be clear. So there's n you've never seen an example where a judge has found someone guilty and then said, you know what, I'm reversing it. That, that doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. I've never mm -hmm. heard of it happening. And if it does, it, it absolutely shouldn't. Because like I said, it's no different than a jury pronouncing its verdict, rendering its verdict. A jury cannot then come back and say, I changed my mind. No, what the decision is final. And obviously, this judge shouldn't have been making this decision. This this should have been in front of a jury. And by the way, and by the way, the commission also said that Adrian, I, for lack of a better word, lied. So they say that when Adrian appeared before the Illinois Judicial Inquiry Board, testified under oath, he claimed his decision to throw out Clinton's conviction was because the prosecution had not proved beyond a reasonable doubt that the victim was incapable of giving her consent. But the commission said that that testimony was false. They said that he was reversed the guilty conviction in order to avoid imposing the mandatory prison sentence on Clinton. So what do you uh, think of that? Jesse, when I read the complaint, I, I, I was having deja vu. You know, I was a prosecutor for, for 10 years. I tried 75 jury trials. I had a trial once where a jury found the defendant guilty of aggravated assault with a firearm. When I told the judge that there was a three-year minimum mandatory, he actually threatened to do what this judge did and said, well, then I'm going to I'm going to re reconsider the motion for judgment of acquittal, which is basically after the state presents its case, the judge decides, is there enough evidence to go to a jury? And my judge, and I won't tell you who it was, said, well, then I'm going to reconsider my motion for judgment of acquittal. And I said, you can't do that. And he was mad. He was not happy. He said the legislature had turned him into a robot, but he was smart enough to know I have to convict this guy and I have to impose the minimum mandatory. So bring that to this case. I, I guarantee I would be willing to bet this judge did not realize there was a minimum mandatory prison sentence. He intended to give this guy a county sentence, which would be a couple months in jail, when he realized that he could not and he had to send him to prison for four years. He didn't know what to do, so he reversed mm. himself. That is exactly what happened. I'd be willing to bet my experience on on that. That's what happened. That is very could be very likely what happened based on what we're hearing. I mean, let me give you let me give you an example of what uh, Adrian said. He spoke with uh, Muddy River News. And right? he said, quote, found a not guilty guy, not guilty after I mistakenly found him guilty after the trial on one count, after I found him not guilty on two other counts. 
Then he goes on to say, well, the people need to know that Drew Clinton was not guilty, and it's terrible, and I feel bad because I found him guilty. People are throughout all of this calling him a rape, rapist, etc. That's terrible. I found he was not guilty of all of that. That's what I feel sorry about, this poor kid, because he was not guilty. To have to go through that as an 18-year-old and be falsely accused of rape, then called a rapist and have to put up with all of that, that's terrible. What do you think? He's backpedaling. He realizes that you cannot reverse yourself. Again, I'm going to give you a situation of a jury. A jury cannot change their mind 90 days after their verdict is rendered. So he's backpedaling. He's trying to say, well, it was for the, you know, judicial process, you know, a defendant who's not guilty. If he had found him not guilty from the beginning, seeing as the, the parties obviously waived their right to a jury trial, then I would say, absolutely. Someone who's not guilty should be found not guilty. And, and that's the end of it. But again, he found beyond a reasonable doubt during the trial that this defendant was guilty of a count of, of aggravated assault. He then went and reversed himself and he needed to find some judicial support, some legal support. So he's saying, oh, well, I can't wrongly convict a man. Well, you already did that. So to me, the commission didn't, didn't believe this, nor do I. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And I think what sits unwell for a lot of people here is the subject matter of this criminal case, right? We're dealing with a, a sexual assault. And it seems to suggest, based on the alleged comments made by Adrian, that he didn't believe the victim, right? He's talking about that, you know, he, he didn't believe that she was incapable of giving consent, uh, that he allegedly made this comments that, again, this is what happens whenever parents allow teenagers to drink alcohol, to swim in pools with their undergarments on. What do you take away from those kinds of alleged statements? Well, for, first of all, he's trying to cover his tracks. He's trying to come up with a legal basis for the change of his decision. But if those were the things that he believed, uh, first of all, it's not appropriate. An opinion is this is what this is what happens when a parent allows X, Y, and Z. That's an opinion. Uh, a fact would be the children or the 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 parties were swimming in a pool with their undergarments on. That would be a factual finding. What? What he said is not a factual finding. It's an opinion. And it's inappropriate and insensitive to a victim because he's almost suggesting that if you swim in your underwear, you deserve to be assaulted, which, you know, a judge has to be very careful about saying things like that. And I think that that was insensitive, to say the least. And we know that Mr. Clinton cannot be retried. There's double jeopardy concerns. So that is the end of that case. Um, I'm sure that is quite difficult for the victim in this case to talk about. But let me ask you about this. So this commission, they had a few options here. They could have reprimanded Adrian. They could have suspended Adrian. They could have censured Adrian. But they decided to remove him from the bench. That is a very big deal. Um, talk to me about what those other options could have been and why you think they ultimately went with removing him. I think because he lied. I mean, you have judges that 
fall on their sword, say, yes, I made a mistake. But if you lie about it, how can you be trusted with the lives of other people? You just can't. And um, his decision to do this, he couldn't just say, because he even admits, he couldn't just say, I've changed my mind because I don't want to impose a four-year minimum mandatory. I don't think that, that is a just outcome in this case. And he says that he was going to find that four-year minimum mandatory statute unconstitutional, but he knew he would be reversed. That's essentially saying, I don't agree with the four-year min-man, but I know I have to go with it or I'll be reversed. So therefore, I'm going to lie and say that I'm going to find something different than I found originally. Mm. So I think that's the reason for the removal. And again, I think that uh, based on the, the facts before the commission, I think that that was justified. Tough case. Tough case. I think it's pretty clear from watching Sidebar and hearing about all the stories we talk about that the world can be pretty scary, pretty unpredictable. And that is especially true if you get injured, if you get seriously hurt. At those times, you need to know how to protect your rights and whether you should be compensated. That's why I want to talk about Morgan & Morgan, our great sponsor here on Sidebar, the largest personal injury law firm in the country. Not all law firms are created equal. And if you're going to take on big insurance companies that sometimes lowball offers, you're going to need a big firm. Morgan & Morgan, they don't settle for those lowball offers either. No, they fight for the money you deserve. Now, if you don't believe me, well, get this. In the past couple of months, Morgan & Morgan saw verdicts of $12 million in Florida, $6.8 million in New York, and $26 million in Philadelphia. Now, mind you, these are all considerably higher than the highest insurance offers for these accidents. I get this. The fee, absolutely free unless you win. Now, what I always am excited to talk about with Morgan & Morgan is how easy they make it for their clients. They have completely modernized the whole process because from submitting your claim to uploading documents to talking with your whole legal team, it can all be done on your smartphone. How easy is that? You can see if you have a case in just minutes. So to start your claim now with Morgan & Morgan, go to forthepeople.com slash LC sidebar or click the link in the description and pinned in the comments. Asked about whether um, by Muddy River News, whether there's any appeal process or anything. He responded, there is not. I mean, you could file a lawsuit in a federal court for violation of property rights or whatever. That's never been successful. I wouldn't think about doing that. That's not an avenue, especially in Illinois and this climate. Um, I wanted your take on that in terms of him ever being able to be back on the bench or him filing some sort of legal action to be back on the bench. It sounds like, you know, he also, I think, told Muddy River News that he was planning on retiring anyway. But what do you make of his options moving forward and whether there's any way that he could be back on the bench? Okay, so in Florida, we do it a little differently. We, If a judge wants to contest charges brought against the judge, the judge has a trial, so to speak. Well, it is a trial, and it's front of, in front of the commission. The commission makes findings, and then the Florida Supreme Court either says yes or no, either goes along with their findings, goes along with their recommendation, or says, no, our Florida Supreme Court has said, no, we're not going to reprimand this judge. We're going to remove this judge. And that's the final answer. It looks like in Illinois that it's only done by the state judiciary board, which may be comprised of, um, of their high uh, court members. I see that there are judges on this board, whether or not those are their highest court, their Supreme Court uh, judges or not, but it looks like that's their process and there is no appeal. Judge Sherry, let me ask you this before we let you go. Um, sure. So typically speaking, when a judge makes a decision, they're immune from facing any sort of, and, and if there's not this kind of situation where the commission not only questions what they did and removes them, but a judge's decision is generally immune from, they're immune from being, um, facing any kind of legal liability, being sued for their decision, correct? And so my question now is, 
The fact that his decision has not only been questioned, it has now resulted in him being removed. Does he open himself up to any kind of legal liability, any kind of lawsuits? I don't I don't believe so, because I believe a, a judge still has sovereign immunity, immunity from the decisions that they make on the bench. He was still on the bench when he made this decision. So I don't think so. But I'll tell you this, the question of double jeopardy is very interesting because I've never heard of this type of situation. Jeopardy attached when he rendered his first verdict. Technically, his second verdict was an illegality and maybe should be reconsidered by the higher court. I believe the mm. state would have a leg to stand on on an appeal that this was, you know, a judge's decision that was, I believe there's a good argument that Jeopardy shouldn't attach here. And I believe that if the state appealed, they'd have a shot at it. And I think because this is such a unique situation and because this is so unfair and unjust to the victim that, that perhaps, uh, you know, the state might have an appeal. That's a really good point. In other words, his second consideration, his second ruling that this defendant is is not guilty or that the conviction should be thrown out, you know, you say that's invalid, that was illegal. Correct. It's a really good point. Interesting. I didn't think about it like that. Okay. Well, maybe and we'll think wait about and see. it. If it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court, I guarantee you they've never had a situation like this before because this kind of thing doesn't happen. I told you, in my case, it almost happened. It didn't happen. But, but I saw the, where the judge's thinking was, which is why I'm, you know, would, would bet that that's exactly what happened in this case. He didn't know about the four-year minimum mandatory. So interesting. All right. We will uh, wait to see what happens. Judge Scherer, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Love talking to you. Very nice to see you. Have a great day. You too. All right. So we want to continue this discussion about judge or maybe former judge Robert Adrian being kicked off the bench now. With Cameron Vaughn, the young woman at the center of this case, Adrian had overturned Drew Clinton's conviction for sexually assaulting Cameron when she was 16. And now with Adrian being removed, let's talk about it. So, uh, Cameron, thanks for coming on. I know you like to go by Cammy, so I'm going to call you Cammy. Um, and also, I just want to let everybody know you're in the backseat of a car right now. You're not driving. We wouldn't have allowed this interview to happen if you were driving. But uh, I know you're, you're busy. Uh, you're very busy right now and uh, have a lot going on. So appreciate you taking the time. So, Cammie, first of all, let me just start by saying I know that this must be a really difficult time, um, but it also might be a very interesting time for you in light of what happened. What is just your overall reaction to the judge that was overseeing this case now being removed off the bench? I mean, I was thrilled. Like, we've been waiting years for this now. It's been two years trying to get the judge removed. We'd had petitions and... We sent so many letters in, and I was just beyond happy that they actually removed him. And you know what's interesting is he did an interview with a local media outlet where he says he feels Drew Clinton is not guilty. He feels empathetic that he was falsely accused of rape. I mean, he's doubling down on his decision, his thoughts. What's your reaction to that? I think it's just ridiculous because the judge is the one who could, looked over all the evidence. He could all the evidence all the proof of what had happened he i mean it makes no sense why he's now saying that he's not guilty whenever drew admitted to it i'm curious why you think adrian did this there is some talk that while he didn't realize what the minimum was that if he convicted clinton that he didn't realize he would have to send him to prison for four years and said up oh, up oh, i made a mistake uh so now i'm just going to overturn his conviction because he didn't realize that he would have had to send him to prison. What do you think happened here? Just all based on his opinion. Like, 
he is a judge. He knows the minimum mandatory sentence for rape. He's had other rape cases before. He knows what the minimum sentence is. He just didn't, just didn't want to do it. He chose to let him free. He said, by law, I'm supposed to sentence this man to the Department of Corrections, but I will not do that. He knew that he was supposed to. He just, in his personal opinion, didn't want to do it. He, he said that, well, I looked at it again, and I think the prosecution did improve their case. Uh, again, not because he didn't want to send Clinton to prison, but he says the prosecution didn't prove his case. I mean, the, one of the reasons we're covering this is because I've never heard of a judge finding someone guilty and then saying, nope, 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 I'm going to reverse it. Um, I, I really haven't, I mean, except unless somebody, there was evidence to suggest the person didn't commit the crime. Um, you know, there was, we haven't heard of something like this. So again, that, what do you think about that? Yeah, the thing is, there was no new evidence or anything. I mean, he found him guilty and then nothing happened in between besides, I mean, sentencing day was the day he overturned his verdict, but there was no new evidence or anything that happened in between to even make him change his mind. So I have no idea what went through what happened in between sentencing what, and the verdict. What was your reaction when you found out that he was overturning Clinton's conviction? I, I had to leave the courtroom. Right when he said it, I just was in tears and couldn't be in there anymore. I didn't even hear the whole thing. I had to leave. At one point, Adrian had said, this is what's happened when parents do not exercise the parental responsibilities, when we have people, adults, having parties for teenagers, and they allow co-eds and female people to swim in their underwear in their swimming pool. Um, and then he went on to say, no, underwear is not the same thing as swimming suits. They provide liquor to underage people. And you wonder how these things happen. What do you make of that statement? He's saying, he's literally blaming me, blaming my parents at the party for what happened he said this is what happens what happens then if i if he thinks i didn't get raped what happens when that people drink and swim in their underwear then the fact that he doesn't believe this or or he has doubt about it can you explain to our viewers and our listeners what this attack the impact it had on your life I mean, I had I dropped out of school, dropped out of all sports, and went completely online. I, it was so controversial in the town where everyone thought they either had to be on my side or Drew's side, and I just couldn't be around. I would get looks. People come up to me. People would come up to me everywhere, and it just was. It wasn't the ideal situation. I thought people, whenever we went public with it, would just believe me. And that they most did, but then there was the people who didn't. So it was super just controversial. And I ended up moving, actually, to Joplin, Missouri now. Yeah. Um, Cammie, by the way, if you can tell us, why was this decided by Judge Adrian? I mean, why did this case not go to a jury? It was his decision. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the judge who said, I'm going to set this as a bench trial instead of jury. We didn't, I had no idea why even, but. Maybe, maybe Drew Clinton decided that. And, and speaking of Drew Clinton, by the way, now that it seems his conviction was overturned, unless something would change. Are you concerned about the fact that he could be out there and um, is in the world? I mean, what is your feelings on that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad. Thankfully, he's not around near me and he is in Michigan. But that doesn't mean there's not other women in Michigan that he could hurt. 
luckily he did try to get his name off the registry list and the courts denied him so he's still on the sex offender list so at least he has to let jobs know and people know his neighbors maybe that'll help not let anything else happen but I tried to do something about it and it didn't work so hopefully hopefully he learned from his mistake and doesn't do it to any other woman Cammy, thank you so much for coming on again. I know this must be a really, really difficult time for you, a complicated time for you, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it sounds to me like this is a situation where enough attention was brought to the matter. You were able to bring this to the commission's attention, and clearly something was done about it. Um, again, wishing you the best of luck, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk a little bit more about this. Thank you for having me. Well, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for watching us and joining us as always. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.